Welcome to We Wonder. Our guest host this week is a writer, a poet, and a thinker whose way with words is an absolute gift to our world, especially this year. She's also a longtime We Wonder listener who has been with us since day one, and I'm so honored that she has invited this podcast into her home and her family's life. Laura Fabricki's work has appeared in Books and Culture, Christianity Today, Comment, Plow, and a host of other publications. She's the author, most recently, of Keys to Bonhoeffer's House, exploring the world and wisdom of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, which is a beautiful meditation on her time spent as a guide at the Bonhoeffer House while her family was on a diplomatic posting to Berlin. Her writing on civic housekeeping and the virtues that each of us can cultivate in order to care well for one another in our shared public life has been a gift to me this year. I can't recommend Laura's book highly enough. You can find a link in the show notes, and I encourage you to order it from your local independent bookshop or from Byron and Beth Borger at Hearts and Minds Books. I'll also link to a recent conversation Laura had with Cherie Harder of the Trinity Forum. It's worth watching. Laura and her family are currently posted in Brussels, and I'm so delighted that she has been able to carve out the time to share her voice, her wonder, and her words with us. And now, we wonder with Laura Fabricki. Welcome back to We Wonder. I'm glad to be gathered here with you. It's the 29th week of Ordinary Time. We continue to make our way through the church calendar, like crossing the big ocean of time in the small boats of our lives. Today's scripture reading has to do with boats, too. Jesus made good use of boats as he announced the good news of the kingdom of God. Let's listen together to a passage from Luke's gospel. As I read, what do you hear? What words or phrases stand out? Let's ask God together now, Lord, what do you have in this passage for me today? Here's Luke 5, 1 through 11. Jesus was standing on the shore of Lake Gennesaret, teaching the people as they crowded around him to hear God's message. Near the shore, he saw two boats left there by some fishermen who had gone to wash their nets. Jesus got into the boat that belonged to Simon and asked him to row it out a little way from the shore. Then Jesus sat down in the boat to teach the crowd. When Jesus had finished speaking, he told Simon, row the boat out into the deep water and let your nets down to catch some fish. Master, Simon answered, we have worked hard all night long and have not caught a thing. But if you tell me to, I will let the nets down. They did it and caught so many fish that their nets began ripping apart. Then they signaled for their partners in the other boat to come and help them. The men came and together they filled the two boats so full that they both began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this happen, he knelt down in front of Jesus and said, Lord, don't come near me. I am a sinner. Peter and everyone with him were completely surprised at all the fish they had caught. 
his partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were surprised too. Jesus told Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will bring in people instead of fish. The men pulled their boats up on the shore. Then they left everything and went with Jesus. Thank you, God, for these good words. In this reading, we see people hard at work, Jesus and some fishermen. Jesus' work included teaching about God's kingdom in ways that no one else did. And he demonstrated who he was by what he did for people, healing them and forgiving them. More and more people wanted to experience Jesus for themselves, and he drew in big crowds wherever he went, including by the shore of this lake. But the crowd was getting a little too crowded, so Jesus had an idea. He saw some boats tied up at the shore, owned by fishermen who were cleaning up their nets after fishing the night before. Jesus knew some of these fishermen already, and they knew him from his teaching and miracles. Jesus stepped into one of those boats and asked its owner, a fisherman named Simon Peter, if he would untie his boat and push it out into the little bit. Then Jesus sat down. That's an interesting detail, isn't it? We usually think of teachers as standing, standing in front of a classroom, in front of a whiteboard, or at a lectern or pulpit. But in Jesus's day, teachers typically sat. So when Jesus sat down in Simon's boat, he was showing the crowd that he was getting ready to teach them. When he finished teaching the crowd, he turned back to Simon and told him to head further out from the shore to the deeper part of the lake and to put his nets back into the water. Now, Simon was an expert at fishing and he had already fished all the previous night without catching anything. These fishermen did their work at night, so it would have been strange to go out during the day. Simon had worked really hard, but it hadn't made a difference. Told Jesus all of that, but then said, if you say so, Jesus, I'll do it. They followed Jesus's instructions and they caught so many fish. Jesus was clearly demonstrating who he was to these fishermen. But the story doesn't end there, as if this were just a happy ending of a successful fishing trip. Instead, we get a sense that this miracle seems a bit overwhelming, even a little threatening. There were so many fish that their nets were starting to break. These fishermen needed these nets for their livelihood. This is how they made their living. They cared for these nets so they could use them on each fishing trip. Catching too many fish wasn't only a problem for the nets, but also for the boats. These experienced fishermen were afraid their boats were going to sink. The very thing they had worked so hard to get the night before without results, now filled their boats too full and filled them with astonishment and fear. This miracle, as amazing as it was, seemed to be threatening everything they relied on to do their daily work. No matter what, this miracle was going to change everything for them. When Simon fell to his knees before Jesus, he didn't say, 
Wow, Jesus, what a catch. With your help, we're really going to be successful at fishing now. No. What he said is something very similar to what others had said to God when they realized that God had them and that everything was about to change. People like Abraham, Job, and Isaiah. Simon said, Don't come near me, Lord. I'm a sinner. But Jesus said to fearful, kneeling Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, Simon, you will catch people instead of fish. Then they brought all the things they had used for work back to shore and left them there to follow Jesus. Let's get ready to wonder about God's good word together now. Let's quiet our hearts and take a deep breath. As we breathe in, we ask God's spirit to be with us. As we breathe out, let's remember that we are upheld by God's love. Breathe in. Come, Holy Spirit. Breathe out. You love me. I wonder if Jesus sees me in the crowd and knows about the small boat of my life and if my life could be a place he steps into, sits down in, and teaches from. I wonder how I feel about being in his presence and what he says to me there. I wonder what pushing out into the deep water might mean for me. Where are the deep waters of my life? Am I willing to obey God even when I think I might know better? Or in places where I've already been hard at work? Can I be more open to God's word and think about the possibilities of my life, even if it feels too late, too hard, too small a task, or too risky? I wonder, too, about how God sees my work. I wonder if Jesus' call on my life might transform what I do, if it might change everything. I wonder if I might feel a little overwhelmed by that. What if my nets break? What if my boat sinks? What might I need to leave behind to follow Jesus' call? I wonder if Jesus says to me, like he said to Simon, don't be afraid. And I wonder what I do in response to his call. Will you pray with me? God, thank you for your word and for gathering us together right now to hear it. Help us each to hear your voice above all that crowds in us. Help us to obey you. We invite you to sit down in the small boats of our lives and ask that you help us follow you in faith. Show us what that might mean for each of us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.